0: Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message.
1: Really quick for those of you who do not know me, my name is Clarissa Stevens. I'm the Connections pastor here at North Point, um, which means that I help you connect to the life and ministry of the church, not that I am a matchmaker. Which single people have asked me over the last six years many times is that, is that what that means? Anyway, no. Uh, Pastor Philip is in Malaysia. He is teaching and preaching, so be praying for him. He'll be there another two weeks. Pastor Destiny is preaching in Shreveport this morning, and so you are stuck with me. Amen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. That's not why I said that, but thank you. Uh, I wanna remind you from the start that this is the year of legacy. Pastor Philip has been teaching us what it means to live the legacy we want to leave, hasn't he? And we have two months left, come on somebody. How many of you thought we'd be driving around like the Jetsons by now? I was so hoping, but we're still driving regular cars, it's fine. Two months left. And I pray for myself and for you that we will end this year the way our pastors have encouraged us to, loving God well at full strength. Amen? Let's pray, and then we're going to get into the word this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he is our champion, that he sits on the throne that no one rivals him. He is unmatched in heaven and earth. Thank you for his sacrifice. Thank you for your word. Thank you for preserving it throughout the generations so that we could hear your voice and know your heart. Teach us today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 12, 26 through 27. We're gonna get right into the word Follow along in your Bible or on the YouVersion app or on the screen behind me. We're going to read this in two different versions because I want us to hear it differently this morning. Hebrews 12, 26 through 27. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Let's hear it from the New International Reader's Version. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I will shake the earth, I will also shake the heavens. The words once more point out that what can be shaken Can be taken away. I'm talking about created things. Then what can't be shaken will remain. What can be shaken can be taken away. What can't be shaken will remain. The writer here is speaking of a past time, but he is also speaking of a future time. In the past, God met with Moses at the top of Mount Sinai, and he spoke with him, and the people had drawn near to the mountain, and when God's voice rang out, it shook the mountain, and the people shook as well, amen, as you can imagine. But these verses also speak of a future time. Ooh, one day, everything that can be shaken will be shaken and all things will be made new. There will be a new heavens and a new earth. And for those who remain, those who belong to God's kingdom, there will be no more crying and no more dying. And they will be with him forever. And somebody said, "Woo! amen. Everything that can't be shaken will remain. This is the future. This is a prophecy that will be fulfilled We find that future promise here, but we also find a very present principle. Everything that can be shaken will be. We know how this works, don't we? Our bank accounts can be shaken. One flat tire. One. One little nail in the road. And then we get to the tire place and we say, I just need one tire. And they said, no, I'm sorry. You need... Come on. Anybody bought tires recently? Your bank account can be shaken. Our emotions can be shaken, right? We just posted on Instagram, this is my best day ever. And then we have that one conversation with that one person, and you know who your person is. And now we're mad or we're sad or we're frustrated. Our relationships can be shaken, can't they? We did that one thing, we told our spouse we would never do, and then they find out, and our whole marriage is shaken. Our health and, and our entire life can be shaken, right? One phone call, we need you to come back in for more tests. You get there, ah, we don't like what we see. We think it could be Cancer. One minute you thought, I am the picture of health. The next minute, your whole life and the lives of those who love you is shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. let's look at three definitions of the word shaken. To vibrate, especially as the result of a blow or shock. To tremble. As a result of physical or emotional disturbance, to experience a state of instability. Where are my instability lovers at? Okay. Oh, did somebody just raise their hand? Smart Alec. Instability, a state of sudden and frequent change. Oh, isn't that fun? Last week, Pastor Sarah talked to us about loving God well with all of our strength. And she said, in order to do that, we must be moved by compassion, but immovable by culture. And we don't need to just only be immovable by culture. We need to live lives that are immovable by the circumstances and the storms of life. And in order to live like that, which I believe we all want to, we must have unshakable foundations. Foundations that can stand the test of time, the temptations of our culture, foundations that will not change. Because, hear me, it is risky business to build your life on anything that has the ability to change. So here's our first foundation we're going to build our lives on. It's the name of God. The name of God, Exodus three thirteen through 14. This is when God speaks to a man named Moses at a burning bush. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. I am who I am. I am Yahweh. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Another place God talks about himself this way, Isaiah 45, 5. I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. Listen, I want to speak to you because our culture is full of it right now. Well, yeah, Jesus, but also this person, and also try some crystals, and you know what? Look at your zodiac and all this stuff. It's so confusing, and it's causing believers to doubt and to wonder, but hear the word straight from God's mouth. Besides me, there is no God. The name of God is set apart from every other name that can be named. It is unchanging and unmatched. Therefore, it is an unshakable foundation. Psalm 20, 7 through 8. Some trust in chariots, some of you know this, and some in horses, but we trust in what? The name of the Lord, our God. They, those people who trust in their stuff, are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Why will we stand firm? Because we have put our trust in his name. Not in our own name. Not in our family name. Not in a politician's name. In the name of the Lord, our God. What does a life built on the name of God look like? Well, when the doctor's report comes in, We trust him to be Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals now or later. When there is chaos all around and we don't see an end in sight, instead of running to worry, anybody ever run to worry and try to fix things for ourselves, we run to him and trust him. To be Jehovah Shalom, the God who is peace, and Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. When we're lonely and we feel like nobody wants us or sees us or even knows our name, ever been there? And we want to run to our familiar addictions to make us feel better. I will watch three seasons tonight. Until I feel better. I will eat all of these Oreos tonight, Clarissa, until I feel better. I will take those pills that I said I would stop taking until I feel better. Instead of running to our familiar addictions, we trust him to be El Roy, the God who sees. And Emmanuel, God with. Oh, the name of God, is trustworthy, it's unchangeable, it will stand for eternity. There is power in his name, and when we build our lives on his name instead of our own, it brings him glory, and then people believe that he is who he says he is. That's what it means to bring God glory. The second foundation we must build on is the word of God. Come on, the word of God. First Peter chapter one, verses 24 through 25. All flesh is like grass and its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever the word of the Lord remains forever even when everything that can be shaken is shaken God's word will remain what does the Bible say heaven and earth will pass away but his word will still be there Jesus says these words as he closes his message on the Sermon on the Mount and these are important words for us to understand Matthew seven, twenty-four through twenty-seven. We've heard it before, but let's hear it again. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Same circumstances. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. But his house fell. And great was the fall of it. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about our lives. Our lives will stand or fall depending on what we do with his word. What does a life built on God's word look like? Oh, it looks different. When we are betrayed, when people talk about us and hurt us, instead of listening to the voices of our culture that say, pay them back, post about it, tell everybody your side of the story. Our response comes straight from God's word. Luke 6, 27 through 28, Jesus says, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Oh, that's different, isn't it? I love what Jesus does here. He gives us power. Power to not be moved by other people's behavior. Power to respond the way that he responds and has responded to humans for eternity. With love and compassion. What does a life built on God's word look like? Oh, it looks different. When our appearances begin to change, instead of listening to the voices of our culture that say showing signs of aging is a negative thing that must be avoided at all costs. You know what I'm talking about? Man, the culture of this world is obsessed with appearances. So much so now that people are scared to age. Which is wild because God honors the aged. Read Proverbs. He says gray hair is a blessing. You stand up in the presence of an elderly person because they are carrying wisdom. But the culture of this world mm, is different. So now there are multi-billion dollar companies dedicated to selling us lies and taking our money. Think about it. We let our wrinkles rule us. What is that? I'm more powerful than that. You're more powerful than that. You are a child of God. None of that matters. We wonder why the world doesn't want what we have because we are doing the same things they're doing. We are falling for the same lies they're falling for. Appearances. The world is founded on keeping up appearances. But a life built on God's word looks different. Instead of listening to the voices of our culture that tell us we must keep up appearances at all costs, even if we're broken, even if we're hurting, even if our marriage is just in shambles. I read a story this morning about a couple that went to church every week. And when they passed away, their kids found all this stuff, and they found a journal that said their mom was writing in it, and she said that she hated her life and her marriage. They found some things their father had hidden that no one knew about until he Keeping up appearances. This is the culture of our world. But God's word says something different. God sends a prophet, some of you know the story, to anoint the next king of Israel. And when the prophet gets there, he sees this good-looking man. I'm pointing at Pastor Craig, amen. He's standing tall. He's handsome. So the prophet goes, man, this has to be him. It has to be him. But God interrupts his line of thinking and says, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. Are we accepting things that God rejects? The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. Write that down. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord sees right through that. And he's looking at our heart. A life built on God's Word doesn't focus on appearances, it focuses on the inside. What can't be seen? Our heart, our soul, our motives. One day, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, and what is real will be revealed. So we probably better focus on what matters to God. Back in 2020, I tried to get healthy. Anybody else? We, were, we weren't moving a lot, right? And at the church, we have like 700 steps. And so that kind of keeps us going, right, Pastor Steve? I feel like it, maybe. And so, you know, I was like, I got to get active. And so I bought into this program and I started doing this exercise thing because I had this fear we were going to turn into the people from wall Anybody have that go through their mind? We're going to be like tumbling out of chairs by the time this is over. Our ankles aren't going to work anyway. If you haven't watched the movie, watch it. And so I was like, no, Lord, not me, you know. And so I got this thing. It was called Bar Blend. Oh, bless. And the sweet instructor kept putting us on one foot and telling us to do other things with our body. That I was like, what? What? And I found out very quickly that I have no balance on the left side of my body. And so she puts you in these positions, and I'm just shaking and rolling and going and doing, and you know, and then she starts talking, but not about how to stay balanced, not about how to not kill yourself and break your ankle, she just starts talking about, and this is my personal affirmation. And you know, I ate this for dinner, I'm like, what? And I told my husband, I said, baby, I feel like I could balance better if she would just stop talking. (laughs) Her words were not helping. Whose words are you listening to? Whose words are filling your ears as you try to stand firm? Are the words you're building your life on helping you to stand firm? Or are they causing you to be more unbalanced and more unstable? To be immovable by culture, we have to learn how to tune out the words of this world and tune in to the word of God. The third foundation we must build upon is the love of God. Romans 5.8. But God proves his own love for us that while we were still sinners, never get over that, Christ died for us. Before we were saved, the person who saved us proved that he loved us. He proved his love for us before we could ever prove ourselves to him. What kind of love is this? Romans 8, 38, 39, Paul speaks to it. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell, can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, so bring on the aliens. We're going to be all right. That was not in my notes. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Oh, that's a big word right here. Not one thing. Not death itself can separate us from God's love. His love is unshakable. When everything else has shaken, his love will remain. What does a life built on the love of God look like? 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. How do I know when I'm not secure in God's love? Here's one way. When I don't enjoy my relationship with him. When it is one big performance and I'm constantly in fear that he's going to kick me out or strike me down. When you build your life on the love of God, you no longer fear being struck down or kicked out. You enjoy being in his presence without fear. And then something beautiful happens. Obedience begins to flow from your life. What does a life built on the love of God look like? Psalm 21, 7. For the king trusts in the Lord. Through the unfailing love of the Most High, he will not be shaken. Here's a truth that I wish wasn't true. Sometimes the people we trust to love us the most hurt us the most. They break their promises. They break their covenants. And this is why we can't place our ultimate trust in the love we receive from our spouse or our children or our friends because even it is prone to change. If we want to have an unshakable life, we must place our hope and confidence in God's unfailing love. Our fourth foundation we must build on is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of this world is built on shakable things, isn't it? Our economy. Hmm. We can stay there for a while. Public opinion. It was one thing when I started the message. It's another thing now. That's how quickly it changes the kingdom of this world is built on shakeable changeable things and one day this kingdom of this world is going to shake and eventually shatter but the kingdom of God is going to remain Hebrews 12:28 Hebrews 12:28 Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear and awe. We are receiving, indeed, we are a part of a kingdom that is unshakable. So, what does the writer say? Let us be thankful. Let us not feel entitled. Let us not act like we deserve something. No, let us be thankful. Paul says in Colossians 1 that God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his son. You could not do that on your own, and neither could I. So let us be thankful. Let the joy of our salvation be restored. God is good. God is good. So let us be grateful. Let's wake up every single morning after following him for 50 years and say, I'm so thankful that you saved me. I'm so thankful that you rescued me. I'm so thankful that you made a way for me to be a part of your kingdom. Let us not forget we didn't get here on our own. So let us be thankful, but let's not stop there. Let us please God. Not ourselves, not our culture, not other people. Let us please God by worshiping him and him alone, building our lives on what matters to him. Let's live every day trying to answer yes to questions like, did we love people? Did we serve people? Did we sacrifice? Did we store up our treasures in heaven or did we get another storage unit I want my life to answer yes to these questions. I don't want to get so caught up in what's happening around me that I forget I'm living for a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said that soldiers of God don't get caught up in civilian pursuits. They stay on mission. They know why they're here. Do you know why you're here? Are you living for a kingdom that cannot be shaken? All these foundations, the name of God, the word of God, the love of God, the kingdom of God have this in common. They all point us toward a person, come on, whose name is Jesus. He is the firm foundation. Hebrews 13.8, familiar words for so many of us. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means he's unchangeable. He's unshakable. When Jesus is your foundation, your life is rooted in the word of God. It is kept by the name of God. It is secured in the love of God. And you live for the kingdom of God. I think we can all agree that right now our world is shaking. Israel, Ukraine, our country. Goodness, what are we doing? Um, shootings, earthquakes, hurricanes, shaking. And when the world is shaking, it benefits us in this way. It reveals what we are building our lives on if we let it. It shakes us up a little bit. And it needs to, doesn't it? Because some things need to be shaken off of our lives. Several years ago, I was at the rescue mission, I was a part of a group. We went there every other Saturday to serve the women and we would sing songs. We would bring them bunt cakes and <laughs> gifts and all the things. And then we could do a little message and have prayer at the end. And on this particular Saturday, I was asked to do the message and so I was doing it. And we were always tight for time because we would have so much fun in the beginning, right? And so I felt the pressure to just shut it down because the ladies needed to eat lunch. And I was like, ah but something which I know is God was like, not today. You must allow ladies to come into my kingdom today. You must let them pray a prayer of salvation. And so even though we were tight, we did it anyway. We came back a couple of weeks later and one of the employees walked up to me and she said, thank you. And I was like, thank you. You know, like you're, you're doing the work, you know, I'm trying to like diffuse it. And she's like, no, 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 thank you. Last time you were here, you let ladies in the prayer of salvation. And what you don't know is one of those ladies died a few days later, but we were in the hospital with her and we weren't worried because we knew. We knew on that day, she had given her life to Jesus. And it dawned on me and became very urgent that it didn't matter if we sang a bunch of fun songs or we brought them cookies or candy. What mattered is that every time we were there, we gave them a chance to follow Jesus their lives were literally shaken oh I could tell you stories but on that day that lady answered into the kingdom of God everything that can be shaken will be shaken <sighs> but the people who have put their hope in Jesus his name his word, His love, His kingdom, they're going to remain. Amen. Stand with me. And just close your eyes. You know what we do. We close our eyes just because we're trying to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying to us and we don't want to be distracted. we could just try to be still in this moment. We're about to sing a song because I really felt like we all needed a chance to respond to what we would hear today. It's risky business to build our lives on anything that has the ability to change. So I want you to think about as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, what are you building your life on? For real, he knows and you know. Has the culture moved you? It's not too late to get back on track. Are you shaking today? It's not too late to stand firm. Are you building your life on Jesus? Or are you like the couple I read about this morning, just going to church and keeping up appearances. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of rededication. Our prayer team is gonna go back to the sides now during this song. And if today you want someone to pray with you to make Jesus your firm foundation, please go and get prayer. If today you came in here shaken by everything going on in our world and just life in general, please go get prayer as we worship. But I also want to invite another movement. For those of you who say, Clarissa, I'm with you, I want to build my life on these unshakable foundations. And I'm trying to do that every single day. I want to do something different today. I want to invite those of you who say, yeah, this is my message. I am with you. I will build my life on these things. Just come up to the front as we worship. Come on, even now, just come up, come up, come up. I want to build my life on unshakable foundations. If you're with me, just move right now to the front. As we worship together, come on music team, lead us.
0: You're the answer to the call.
1: You don't have to move forward. I get it. But I want you to know there's no shame in returning to your first love and to rededicating your life and your motives and your vision and your future to the one who gave his life for you. Every eye closed, I just want to pray. Jesus, we thank you. We are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable because of you. (laughs) It's all because of you. We glorify you, God. We lift up our voices and we give you the glory you deserve. You are worthy, 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 worthy. We we rededicate our lives to you today. We will worship you and worship you alone. We rebuke every idol. We rebuke every distraction. Narrow our focus, Father. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not our will. We glorify you now. Hallelujah. I'll just give God praise right now, wherever you are on the room. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.